Anita, how's your mental health? <laughs> Questionable <laughs> at all times. You know this. Yeah. How's the mental health of your children? Um, also a little bit tricky. Can I tell you my experience in trying to find therapists for myself and my kids, Mel? Yes, please. Okay. This is how it goes. You ask around your friends and your family for a referral for somebody who's nearby. You finally find somebody who sounds like they might work for your family. You give them a call and you find out that A, they're not accepting new patients or B, they have a huge wait list. So you start over again and you ask people if they know anybody who would be a good therapist and a good fit. Finally, you find one, you go and you meet with them and you figure out that you don't actually like them that much. But it's been so much work to find somebody who you can go to in your area that you're kind of stuck with them. Well, do you have any ideas for how to get around this? Um, I do, because guess what? I've actually had some therapists that I have found on my own, which involves what you're saying. Sometimes I remember one time I was like three hours in the bathtub on my phone looking through yeah. websites. I was such a prune at the end. But I have also had the experience with working with BetterHelp and it was like, I, I don't want to say too good to be true, but because it is true, but it's like amazing because I was matched with my therapist within 24 hours. And you didn't have to go through all of that other ridiculous process of trying to find somebody. And here's the cool thing too, is if that person didn't work out for you, you can just switch and say, and it's not like you're committing to another years long search for somebody who you're going to jive with. It's true. And I lucked out or maybe just BetterHelp is really good at matching people together because I never had to change my therapist. I loved her. Perfect fit for me. And I know that some of our friends have used BetterHelp and they've had to change therapists and boom, same day can change. Easy peasy. You can ghost your therapist. <laughs> Get a new one. I love this idea. BetterHelp is one of our sponsors. If you use our promo code, trybetterhelp.com slash WWDN, you get 10% off your first month and we totally recommend it. Yes. Get some therapy. That's <laughs> trybetterhelp.com slash WWDN. The time is now. The time is now. To discuss widows and dating ah! peewee's peewee's playhouse uh okay now this is a topic that comes with a lot of feelings and is a topic that comes with no win situation don't you think whatever situation you find yourself in it can be hard yeah we have had some discussion about this in the Widow Wives Club um, lately, so we thought it would be a good topic to discuss. And in the way of disclaimers, Mel and I can only speak from our particular experience, which is not very, you know, it's just two of us and everybody's going to have a little bit of a different experience with this, but we still want to talk and open up the discussion about this particular topic. So go Mel, go. When my husband first died, one of the first thoughts to my mind was everybody's going to be expecting me to date again. I cannot even express to you how traumatizing and horrifying that thought was, especially right then. A lot of people have stories where others have come to them in the time of early grief and in an attempt to try and help them to feel better, they say, 
It's okay, you're young, you'll find someone else. That's not the thing to say. That's also not really us talking about dating, but it does show kind of the sensitive nature that this topic brings. I am divorced from my first husband and widowed from my second husband, and it's completely different. When you are divorced, it's a choice. When you are widowed, it is not a choice. Typically. Unless you're a murderer. And then, then there's that. other problems. That's <laughs> for another widow sode. <laughs> People that have not been in our shoes kind of can't wrap their minds around that we are not just like, oh, well, my husband's dead. Let me just go think about dating. Like, it's a big traumatic event. Even people that get divorced, you you know better than to just go up to them and say, it's okay, you're going to find somebody new. And that was with them deciding and making a decision to be yeah. divorced. It's a very tender subject for us. And I remember especially in my early grief, I could not even read books that talked about widows getting remarried. I couldn't think about it. Like I went crazy. It sent me into like a full trauma spin. And, and I want to say that that lasted for me for a really long time. And at this point, I am three and a half years out from my husband dying. I feel like I can read books where people talk about their own lives moving on like that, but I still don't want to. I don't know if I ever will. I know never to say never, but I've also had kind of a long drawn out traumatic history of dating and I'm just tired from it, honestly. So that's my decision, but it is, I feel like it's a harrowing thing for some people. Now, there are people that are so sad that they're widowed and they can't imagine being with somebody else. However, they do want the companionship and they do want to move forward and they do want to start dating. Yeah. Anita, do you think that that means that they have just left their former alive husband in no. the dust and that everything's fine and now they're just going to go date and it's going to be like typical dating as if you no. were to go? Definitely, definitely not. So you were talking about your experience, but then, you know, I was thinking in my brain about all of the many widows that we interact with and so, so, so many of them want to return to a relationship and the time frame is so variable, don't you think? Mm -hmm. And it seems like no matter what time frame you pick, it's, it's wrong because people judge you if you start dating too quickly, because then obviously you didn't love your husband and you haven't grieved properly. And then if you don't ever date or feel like you can move to a new relationship, then you're stuck in your grief. Right. So it's just like, everybody else needs to get out of your business and let you do what you think that you need to do, but absolutely not. If people choose to enter a new relationship, it means absolutely nothing about their relationship with their dead person. When, if and when widowed people decide to date again, if they decide to date too early, then they didn't grieve properly or they didn't love their spouse and they're moving on too quickly. If they wait too long or they choose not to date again, like we learn on all of the TV shows and movies about people who've lost their spouses, then they're stuck and they need to move forward with their life. And if they don't, then they can't, you know, progress or whatever. So it doesn't matter when you do it, you are not going to make the right choice, but absolutely what you said is true. It does not, 
it's true, but it does not. It does not mean that if you choose to date again, that your relationship with your dead person, that it will erase that or that it will replace that. It's just going to be in addition to that. And it has nothing to do with how much you loved your spouse. Correct. And I think that there's some feeling about that that gets that gets put on us. Yeah. You're kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. Everybody well, I mean, will have an your, opinion. Your spouse already died, so I feel like I feel like you're already damned. So but it just gets worse because it's hard because of the expectations or what other people make it mean. Now, it's also really hard as the widow because we can have feelings of guilt. We can have feelings of, well, if I do this, am I betraying my spouse? And that is also a hard, hard, hard road to have to walk, don't you think? I agree. And it's also hard when we have friends that are dating people and the other person doesn't recognize the need for their dead husband or spouse or partner to be important in their life. Yeah. But I will say I have heard also a lot of stories of people that have found partners after their husband and their person has died where they've found these amazing, amazing people to date that are like, hey, tell me about your husband. Tell me about your person. Yeah. Let's go to the cemetery. Let's include that person in our life. Like it's three of us. And yeah. those I, make me have my feelings, mind. like good feelings. So there are really good people out there. And I, you have to kind of think and maybe just hope that your person, um, if it is in the cards for you to date again, that your person is on the other side, kind of helping to orchestrate some <laughs> things or something. Cause man, there, I, I look at these situations and I think, man, I don't think that I'm that good of a person that I could do that. If, if the shoe were on the other foot. Yeah. If you were expected to marry somebody who had a dead person, you'd be yeah. like, I don't want to compete with them. I don't want to play second fiddle to them. All of the, the things like that. I know it's, it's super hard. We've talked to some people who have had their partner suffer from long illnesses mm -hmm. and they're really good at caretaking and they're really good at the long haul and they're really good at being married. And now they find themselves in a dating world and it's a foreign world. And so sometimes those people have said that it is hard and scary to try and figure out how to maybe take things slow or be casual or just kind of take it as it comes. Right. And not jump right back into a relationship to, to feel those feelings of importance and like you're needed by somebody else. And so you just kind of throw yourself into it on, on the same, on the same note, I do think that we have to be careful when we're making the decision whether or not we want to date, that we're not bypassing, that we're not trying to just skip the grief by finding a new relationship to try and just, you know, bury the hole um, of grief over instead of really going down into that grief cave and really experiencing and feeling it and really finding who you are. Because when your person dies, you kind of die with them and you change as a person. So it's important that you kind of figure out who you are on your own, because a lot of our identities have become meshed with our spouse or with our partner or with, you know, who we're with. And we have to kind of figure out what our priorities are and who we want to be as our own person. 
and then you know we can go into a relationship but if i think if we haven't kind of addressed some of those needs then sometimes we can jump into a relationship that may not be healthy for us because we're trying to just skip some steps that need to be taken putting a band-aid over it perhaps yeah, yeah. i mean and that's typical with any any kind of situation where your person is gone i mean that could be a divorce that could be a breakup that could be a death so yeah, this is a huge void to be filled. And like Anita said, you are kind of dead. Part of you is dead with your person. We all have a common thread of kind of a rebirth. There's a reason why people talk about the phoenix rising from the ashes. You're yeah. a new person. Even your nervous system is a completely new nervous system after going through trauma. And, and you might find that you have kept some friends from before and some relationships and you might find that some people don't identify with you and vice versa after this happens. So you, things are changing, your brain is changing, your life situation is changing, your empathy changes, and it, there's a lot going on. So yeah, I would say that it is important to just kind of at least be aware and mindful that you might change and you are changing. And so to proceed with caution, but also if you find somebody and and you feel good about it and you know you're taking it however at whatever speed you need to and that works for you go ahead and try it it's scary like what if you've been widowed for a year not that we're putting timelines on it but some people find somebody that is interesting and that maybe seems you know pretty copacetic with them um you know after a certain amount of time and it's going well and it's scary yeah. Like how scary is that it, to the outside world? They're like, yes, finally, the person's going to it again. But that, that could cause a whole bunch of conflict inside. Well, you're, and you're sticking your heart out there. You've had your heart crushed and pulverized, and then you're going to stick it back out there and hope that people treat you kindly and that you don't have to deal with any other heartbreak. Um, I think it's also reasonable to expect that if you do start dating that it's not going to happen immediately. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not going to be the first person you meet and then we're getting married in the morning. You never know. But, but you should have the expectation that that's not going to happen so that you're not disappointed if you do have to have some breakups or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Just I've heard from some widows that they've already been through the worst. And so they have breakups and they're like, oh, yeah. Well, yeah, that was sad. And I have feelings, but I mean, nothing's going to top what I've already been through. So on the other side, though, I've heard people who, when they do have a breakup, it unearths a lot of their grief because they're feeling loss again. And so it like sends them back into the early days of the grief that they felt when their spouse died because it's such another loss in their life. So, and that's go. the exact reason for these conversations is because yes. there's not a one size fits all. But to what you were going to say, I was going to bring this up that I, I feel like a lot of people say or express that their um, their threshold for nonsense and shenanigans is way lower. Like they're like, no, I'm not playing games with you. I'm not dealing with anybody who, you know, I'm not going to try and change myself to like, no, I'm done with this. I'm done playing games. You know, if it works out, it works out, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to deal with any stuff. Yeah. And, and it's okay, like Anita said, if you go through a bunch of people, <laughs> you can take it. It's okay if you do find the first person, you know, it's not like. Now, 
that this either. brings us to physical intimacy because some ah! do not want a relationship they just miss the intimacy and they want to feel mm -hmm. and my favorite word ever that people have coined is called wid ho and it it doesn't mean that you're selfish it doesn't mean that you are betraying them even though i am sure that people who enter a new relationship whether it's for long term or if it's just you know for a short term whatever um i'm sure that a lot of people have feelings like they feel like they have cheated on their spouse or betrayed their memory or they should not be doing that or it's traumatic in some way Sometimes Hard. moving forward and, and making new memories and having new relationships really brings up some guilt. Yeah. You're going to forget the person that you mm -hmm. were with for so long. Yeah. So a lot of complex things happening in there. Now, it's hard. people get married after being widowed. And they say, that doesn't mean that my person that I was married to that died is less important. Sometimes... I miss that person more than the person I'm with. And sometimes I love the person that I'm with right now more than the person that's dead. And it could fluctuate. If people are giving real talk, I mean, we're humans and we have emotions and we have brains and we have like all hormones sorts of going on. Yes. Yeah. Hormones. Hormones. That's what my grandma used to call them. <laughs> to each their own. Everybody's different. Everybody has a different background and a different set of what works for them and yeah. it's complex do you think mel that it's wise to invite a few people to give you their commentary about your dating life for instance do you allow people to give input knowing that they might give you the wrong input but I mean, I'm just thinking about how we were saying you have to be careful that you're not trying to bypass your grief or that you're not trying to fill a void or step into that, you know, uh, caretaking role again. Do you listen to other people if they say, hey, I am worried that you're doing this? Or do you just have to be like, I have to make the decision? I have a very small circle of very trusted people that I've had to come to for many years with lots of life problems. And I'm lucky in that I have people that I know are going to listen to me and give me feedback coming from a place of love, but also a place of you need to make your own decision. What does it feel like yeah. for you? And so I think it depends on the person that you're talking to. If you're talking to somebody that's a controlling personality and that's like taking it more on themselves, like, why would you ever date that person? It's not something I would do. And so therefore you should not do it. Like that's probably not somebody to listen to, but somebody that can hold space for you, like leaving judgment at the door in yeah. a way when listening to you and then helping you to critically go through reasons or feelings and talk it out. That's a good person to have in your life. I'm just thinking about that also, because if we're speaking frankly, uh, there's a high rate of divorce for people who get married after they've been widowed. And I think that the reasons for that are complicated, but I do wonder if some of those divorces are because the relationship wasn't a wise choice in the first place. Maybe for, like, I mean, that person. I know that for even for people that have been divorced, then remarriage, they are at a higher rate to get divorced as well. So yeah. I'm not it just sure. It's more complicated, but 
Well, as a, as a divorced person, I can yeah. tell you that what being divorced has taught me is that I can make it on my own. And yeah, I don't have a threshold for shenanigans and being in a relationship kind of is a lot of shenanigans at a lot of times, you know, yeah. like nobody's saying that marriage or a partnership is ever easy, but I do, I always in the back of my mind, I'm like, if this goes south, I know how to survive. So, I mean, I'm totally not surprised that the divorce rate for second marriages is high for multiple marriages. Here's a super sensitive question you may or may not want to answer. Ooh, okay. Have you either formally or informally made a list in your brain of what it would take to get you back into a relationship? Nope. Nothing. Nothing. Okay. I feel like I'm kind of an anomaly though. Here's my answer to that. So I, I trust my body and my visceral reactions a lot. And so in my head, my head is like, don't even think about it. Nope, 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 nope. And so I, in my head have not gone there, but I also know better than to know that I know best for myself in the long run when in terms of the universe, you know what I'm saying? Yeah with situations we never you know. Do know what's best for you but you don't know what's in store for you maybe that's what it is yeah yeah in store for me you don't know what's going to like be presented to you or how things are going to work out but so that being said i feel like if that were in my cards it i would know i mm. would feel differently than i feel right now and i actually experienced that with scott with dating scott because i was like in the no. same kind of closed yeah. off thing i planned on being a cat lady I met him and everything changed. So could happen no. again. I do find myself saying like, like thinking about people getting into relationships and dating and just because of the environment we're in and we hear, you know, people dating and starting and trying to, to date after loss. And I just find myself thinking like, well, if it were ever going to happen, they would have to have this or this or this, you know what I'm saying? Like they would have to be completely comfortable with me still being in love with Jason. They would, you know, they would have to be completely open to all of the pictures in our house. They would, you know, they would have to definitely have six pack abs, definitely. And a million billion dollars. Hey, but what about your kids? What if your kids well, like the person? There's a whole thing. That's, I mean, we could spend an entire episode talking about that because that is a hornet's nest how much deference you give to them when you talk to them about it. Um, when you have adult children, if they have any say in it, I mean, ugh, ugh. I have a daughter who is very, very opposed to me, even talking to other males. She is just not okay with the idea of that at all. So um, that does color my desire to enter new relationships and also, I just still feel like I am married to somebody. So that's why I'm in the boat I am in right now. And I do recognize that that could change when people ask me about it. I'm kind of like you. I'm like, if it were to happen and then somebody, you know, it plopped into my lap, I'm not going to say no, but I'm also at this point in time, not actively pursuing it, if that makes sense. Yeah. I would say for people who are considering dating or who are dating and who are having all the normal feelings that go along with that. If you're in our widow wives club, we have widows in there that are remarried and that have great experience with this. And they're usually really happy to talk about their experiences. Or if you just need validation that you're not crazy or that you are mm -hmm. crazy, those are some great people to help. So 
Yeah. We support you in whatever your choices are and we know it's hard. So yeah, good job for keeping on going. And just do what, just do what feels right to you and acknowledge that it's a hard thing and that you might feel some different feelings and just acknowledge those two in the way forward. Yay. What are your experiences? Are you dating? No. Also, you can tell us about the weird dates that you've been on. I want to hear all of those stories. Yeah. We love those. Those are the best. I'm Anita. I'm Mel. Two young widows and we're just trying to figure it all out and widow. We, we do do now. now. Look at my shirt. This is appropriate for the dating. It says Penguin Books. Please don't touch me. A guide to not touching me. Seacrest out. <laughs>